podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Jamie Carragher and you are listening to the Copy Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Copy Podcast. It is the last preview show with Mick and no Christian today, but in, in his stead, we have the very lovely uh, Farrell Keelan from Empire of the Cop. Farrell, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing very well, mate. Thank you for inviting me on. It's always a always a pleasure being here. Yeah, I just I just loved like when you I, I said we we're going to do a show, you posted a tweet. I was like, oh, I'm going to be joined by Mick and Christian soon. I was like, nah, he's not coming on. He's a part timer. <laughs> Always like seeing him. <laughs> it's, a, it's an easy hook, line and sinker with Christian. It's always, it's always fun. Um, but yeah, before we get into the um, yeah, clock presser and team news and score predictions and everything else that we usually do, just wanted to talk about the the award. Just wanted to say congratulations on the, uh, getting a, a best Premier League club content creator at um, the FCAs at Anfield. And, and we were talking about before we started recording about the. It being at Anfield and of course like yourselves and part of the cop and Anfield Rap and Redman TV all doing all doing well. But yeah, congrats on the award. Massive, massive achievement. No, thank you. Thank you very much. Um I have to say because I, I didn't actually say it at, at the time I was a bit flustered. <laughs> but you know, I you know, obviously not it's not just me and certainly there are other lads on the team who've put in an absolutely tremendous amount of work. Uh, Liam Toher, Max Rudd, Peter Kenny Jones, my teammates at Empire of the Cop, um, of course Meditor, Jordan Chamberlain. Um yeah, no, absolutely couldn't done done it without them all. And uh, yeah, like, like I was saying to you before we started the podcast, it was just a, you know, it was, it was special to be able to do it at Anfield. And it was special to be, you know, seeing so the best content makers Liverpool had to offer uh, doing well, even though it didn't, you know, win, win an award that was certainly nominated, like sort of, you know, Bootle Bucks, uh, Rupert Virus, I, I believe she did win with um, her game too. Um, yeah, just, just a great night and a really, Superb night for just showing the best that Liverpool has to offer. Yeah, massively. Um, yeah, it's obviously great news when you can see Liverpool fan podcast doing doing really well. Um, it's good stuff. Um, but yeah, let's get stuck into the club press conference then because it was earlier today. And um, of course, I imagine most people were waiting with bated breath straight away for news of Alisson, news of Jota. And of course, he got asked about that. And kind of what he said was... I mean, he doesn't really give dates, and he—I'm sure he tells players not to give dates because even the Robbo one, he didn't say anything. And then Robbo got—I think he got interviewed after the Scotland game, and he was kind of saying, "I'm going to take it day by day." The, the usual stuff; they don't want to put pressure on it and whatever. But I think it seems like Allison's going to be back sooner, which I think we all kind of expected. Jota one, Jota's looked innocuous, but I, I guess they're always the, the worst ones in a way. So it looks like he's going to be out. Allison's going to be out for a couple of weeks. I think, hopefully, up with fingers crossed, Man United on the seventeenth, seventeenth of December might be a viable return. That'll be massive because I think in that chunk of games you've got United, West Ham, and Arsenal all at home. So it's a that's a 
a great time to get someone massive as Alison back and Jota probably back in the new year sometime. But yeah, just again, just disappointing really, just to pick up those in a. I mean, we haven't spoke about the City game and whatever, but in that in that good result, there's always it always seems to be tinged by something which is a bit annoying, but. I guess the main one, and no, not disparaging Jota at all because he's been key with some goals and whatever this season. But not having Allison is massive. But the fact that it's only for potentially a couple of weeks is is I'm very happy by that. Yeah, no, it's very good news. I mean, you're, you're right, certainly. I think Klopp was quite sort of vague about it, wasn't he? he was like, ah, oh, not this week, not the week after. <laughs> the week after, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It was, give us a give us a specific date, Jurgen. But you're right, you know, they have to be relatively vague with these things. I, I think the key one there is, and certainly, you know, I, I was saying this before with, with Jota, I think although it does put more pressure on the front three that you're you're playing because you've only got one in reserve that can sort of come on, at least, thank God, we've got those four remaining that you can still, to a certain degree, interchange. Um, you know, if you get desperate, you've got Harvey Elliott as well. Um, it's certainly a good option. But yeah, Alisson, it's the main one because he's absolutely irreplaceable, isn't it? Absolutely irreplaceable. And that's no disrespect to to, uh, to uh, Queen Keller. Uh, that just isn't. <laughs> you can't make an Alisson easy. Uh, but the good news is I think the fixture schedule has been, I think, quite kind. I think you'd have to say. In, in this tricky sort of December period, you know, you're looking at, you know, he was never going to play the Europa League games, wasn't he? That's very much sort of Kelleher's competition. So you're really looking at the games that Ali's going to miss. It's going to be home to Fulham, Sheffield United and Crystal Palace. Don't get me wrong. You know, certainly I think Palace is, can be a, a bit of a banana skin at times, maybe not as much this season, but you'd be looking certainly at sort of the, the Fulham and the Sheffield United games and thinking Liverpool really should be, winning that, you know, kind of regardless to a certain degree of who you've got in goal. Um, so I, I think it's it's pretty kind. And then, like, you, you want Ali back for the United and then you're looking ahead really beyond United, aren't you? Because it's West Ham in the quarterfinals of the Carabao and then you're home to Arsenal. So you, you wouldn't want that sort of set of fixtures in reverse, would you? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. I think that's... Hopefully it landed very nice for us. And if Alisson's back earlier um, and definitely not later, then, of course, we'll be, we'll be very happy. But I think on the... On the flip side of that, I think, of course, he got Klopp got asked about like Keller and like you said, um, and Klopp said that it's the reason why we wanted uh, Quivine here, and I guess that's why going back to the start of the season where maybe he could have moved on. I guess there's there's moments like this where you need them to to come in, and I guess some of the games he's played this year, I don't think he's covered himself in total glory at some of the some of the saves he could have made or some of the stops he could have made. I still think he's great with the ball of his feet, but. I feel like hopefully with a few games now, of course, Laskin and there's USG coming up and like the other games that you that you, that you mentioned, he'll, he'll be playing all of those games. Um, so it's a good chance for him to come in and I guess not get back to the level that he's shown, but I think he's maybe shown a higher level in in, in maybe the last year than he did, the, than he has in this year. I don't know what why that is, maybe injuries and stuff. But it's again, it's a good opportunity for, to, for Keller to come in and, and maybe show is how good he is because we know we know how good he can be. Yeah, I, th- I think everyone's sort of looking at that Toulouse game almost, aren't they? Saying, "Oh, he's dropped his level and this and that." But you know, it's always going to be difficult when you're popping in every now and then, and you know, you don't really have a solid run of games. The, the, the good news that we can sort of take from this, you know, if, and I'm, I'd like to be as glass half full about this as possible, is that you know, this this hasn't been an injury that's happened in training after the Europa League game um, or whatever. You know, we've got sufficient. Not warning, but we know what the deal is going to be. Keller's coming into the Europa League game anyway, and then hopefully he can, you know, 
mentally prepare for the reality of starting and goal for Liverpool back in the league again. You know, he's, he, you're going to be, you could like whether you like it or not, you're going to be going into these ties against sort of Fulham and Sheffield, and you, you're not going to prepare for it in the same way you're going to prepare for a West Ham or for an Arsenal or for even United. You, you know, not that you're thinking you're going to waltz it, but I think the pressure that you're going to face is going to be significantly less. So I, I think I mean, we have to remember that either way, you know, from the levels, as you pointed out, we have seen from Kubin, this is a very, very good backup keeper. You know, a very good backup keeper. I think probably, I think definitely, arguably, even sort of taking into account to a certain degree, maybe Arsenal, I suppose you could argue with, with Ramsdale, but definitely competing with as a second choice keeper. You know what I mean? You know, at, at least the second best second keeper in the league, which is such a weird thing to say, but that's uh, that's how I feel about it. So the person, I imagine I wouldn't be alone there. So I think if we're going to have anyone sort of coming in, we're, we're quite fortunate that it is Keller. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's not, not too far distant memory that we Liverpool didn't have any good goalies. So to the fact oh, that we've no. got two, <laughs> the fact that we've got two now is, um, I guess, it, it is a, obviously a very positive thing, but I think... Just because that the levels that Allison sets, even in a game like City where he is 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 kicking weren't the best, he still kept us in the game with massive saves. Even if he's having a an off day in inverted commas, he still has a massive influence on the game, no matter what. And I feel like when you don't have that, the drop down, of course, is going to be huge. But hopefully, the rest of the team can recognise that and maybe it can make them a bit more aware and to be a bit more protective of. Maybe people. I think the general rule seems like when people are getting shots off is don't get a touch on it because they don't want to deflect it. But I feel like maybe I don't know if that changes if Keller isn't going. I don't know because Allison is just so good at stopping shots, um, amazingly well. That ones that you just don't expect them to, um, and making it look easy. But yeah, hopefully this is a, I guess a good run of games for Keller to come in and hopefully he can show. The, he's got the quality. He's definitely got the quality. He just needs to to show up for us. And like you said, coming in and out every now and again and being behind number one in the world. I guess it's it's always going to be mentally a bit tough to constantly get, get yourself ready for those for those games. But to have a big chunk ahead of you, like five six games, you can I guess you can focus on the, on his performances a little bit more. Hopefully, you can do that. Um, and another another play that. Uh, Klopp asked about was Costas Simicas because I think rightly so because I think me and Christian spoke on the on the last show about like him being a rhythm player and maybe not being quite used to being a number one at Liverpool because of the injury to Robbo he's kind of been forced into the limelight a little bit more than he has been in the past um, but yeah Klopp Klopp said that um, he, he's needed rhythm but He's, and he's and it's not that he was flying since he came into the team, but he knows himself. It's, he's a very important player for the team, and has been waiting to have a run, uh, a long run of games, which is something that he's he's now got because we know Robertson's. I mean, like we said before, we don't know when Robbo's going to be back exactly, so it's going to be either Gomez or Simicast in that position. But more than likely, it's going to be Simicast in the in the bigger games. Um, but what have you made of him? And especially Brentford, I think before the international break, that was a two assists. That was me. That was me thinking, and I'm, I guess most of us thinking that's. That's the level we need. That we need that minimum level of both attack and quality into the running, running further into the into the opposition half, like Robertson does. Quality crosses in, and also the defensive nous as well, and the ability to be strong. And I loved one of the moments in the City game. I don't think I mentioned it on the last show where it's going out for a throw, and he just absolutely barges Phil Foden out the way and, and runs down the line with the ball, and just little things like that. Where we've seen that in the past when he's been a number two. But we haven't seen it as much when he's been a number one. I think maybe the run of games now and a little bit more confidence in the locker, he can 
yeah, start to show their um, like a, a consistent level. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I think going into the City game, everyone was. I think the talk fell a lot on sort of almost uh, McAllister's shoulders. You know, there was a lot of talk about you know City is going to be the litmus test of how effective he is as the holding midfielder. And you, you, we know we have to understand, of course, first and foremost that. I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here that the holding midfield role has changed. It's less of, less of the onus is on, on the six as it was with Fabinho. It's more on the team being compact and everyone working with their defensive duties. Um, very much the case with Simakas. You know, you have to view that game as a litmus test for what he can offer this Liverpool side. Now, don't get me wrong, if I had Robertson available right now, Robertson's going back in. But that, Robertson's only going back in because he's arguably the best left-back in the league. That, that's not that's not a slight on Shimakaz. In the same way, it's not a slight on Cueve and Kelleher when we say, sorry, lad, you know, you're up against the best goalkeeper in the world. And he is the best goalkeeper in the world. So it, it, this is this is just the reality. And we're still blessed to have these talents in the squad, by the way. You know, you know what I mean? I, I think, I feel like I'm almost repeating things that I was saying during the sort of quadruple run to a certain degree, in that you get a sense that a side is capable, the squad is capable uh, of winning trophies in a particular season when all the little cogs, all the mechanics of it are sort of working and in tune. You look at the players who haven't played a lot of games this season, say Harvey Elliott, has come on, has been brilliant when he's come off on the bench, has been brilliant when he started in the cup games. Simic has, has you know, proved himself against, as you say, against Brentford, proved himself against currently the best side in Europe in Manchester City. That's that's not That's not a fluke. You know what I mean? You have to be at the top of your game. You have to be a decent footballer. You can't just, this isn't just, you know, a one-off, as it were. So the the evidence is there. And I think, like yeah, like with Elliot, like with Simakaz, you can see these players that are coming in. I've not even mentioned Joe Gomez, who's played a, almost a bit part role. Sata Stott in. Bit, a bit of a utility man, has to be fair, hasn't he, this season? He's been slotted in where Klopp has needed him. Everyone is playing their role in this Liverpool squad. You look at this squad and you think, Brilliant first eleven, but what about the lads that come on? Even say, you know, I suppose it's a bit of a difficult argument in terms of who's the starter and who's the bench player between Curtis Jones and Gravenberg. But both have been brilliant when it came on. Gravenberg was fantastic when it came on against Manchester City. Jones, a little bit rusty. Appreciate I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, but the basic point is everyone is playing their part, and Simakas very much so as part of the, you know the entire machine. Yeah, I, I get. Yeah, very true. I think you need all your yeah you. you peripheral players and your players that are maybe reserves <laughs> to, to throw an old term out there to kind of come in and, and, and do the job especially like if you want to be fighting on all fronts like Europa League and of course you don't know who's going to drop down from the Champions League what would the um, antics of last night with PSG and uh, last minute penalties and we'll see tonight Man United against Galatasaray it's going to be a very interesting one I'll have to tune into that one because uh, I think if they lose they're out so it's going to be I mean, fingers crossed, we'll see. Um, <laughs> um, but let's let's move on to um, team prediction then, because I think there's. I mean, when you when you when you when I've I've just wrote mine down quickly, like the options that we have got, it is it is nice just to go through them and go, yeah, he's he's a certainty. He is. It's a great opportunity for this fella, this fella, this fella. Um, what what would you pick for your for your eleven for tomorrow? In my head, I thought, you know, I think the first thing you do when you think of the Europa League, you think changes. It can be a lot of changes. But then I, I don't know whether, because perhaps Jürgen made quite a few changes for Toulouse. And I think it was still a team you put out and thought, this team should still be able to get something. You've got firepower if need be. Uh, I think probably a few players might have let Klopp down a little bit. So I wonder if 
Klopp makes the changes, but whacks in another two there that you sort of think, oh, yeah, you know, that's that's a starter, as it were. I, I've I've gone for Kelleher, Simakas, uh, Kwanzaa, Konate, uh, Gomez at right back, uh, then Endo, Gravenberg, Sabozlai, uh, and then up top, Diaz, Gapo, and Salah. I did consider Doak, but I, I, I do, I don't know, I do wonder maybe whether he might look at Lask and, you know, with all due respect to Lask, I think they're a less of a, a competent outfit compared to Toulouse and think we get we get something early here, you know, hopefully gamble on it a little bit and then take these players off at half time, whatever, and just sort of consolidate the lead. You know, what, what, what do you end up going for? Yeah, I think the same, pretty much apart from Elliot in for Zabozlai. So I think on that right hand side, you have Elliot. And then, yeah, I was, I was toying with Doe because I think at home, I think it might. It's probably it could be a good idea, but I think because of the events of the last game and, like you said, like him not being completely happy, and then of course the 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 like the response to that after the game is that oh, we should have went more strong. And of course, that's easy to say after the game when Liverpool don't perform well. Okay. Um, no, no one says maybe, it when it goes right, though, does it? <laughs> I know, of course. But I, I feel like that might have swayed his mind a little bit to go. To, to do it the other way around when he goes strong first, then bring players off the bench. The likes of Doke, if you're hopefully 2 0 up or 3 0 up, you can bring on the likes yeah. of Doke and, and players of that to, to get half an hour. But yeah, I feel like maybe if the two lose game would have went a little bit smoother and it wasn't like just a mad game, he might have just started a Doke, maybe a Chambers. But I think because of the way maybe we are in the, in the table now, uh, just to kind of secure it a little bit more would be to go kind of, yeah. Strength, because I mean, I'm, I, I want to talk about Canate a little bit because I'm a little bit surprised that he's not been involved, and I think this is obviously a, it's going to be a, a good chance for him to come back in. But have you been surprised? Like, I, I know we've we've mentioned Matt upon recent shows and whatever, and whether he deserves maybe a new contract because of the performances he's been putting in. Of course, his contract ends in the summer, and he'll be I think he's thirty two. He'll be thirty three next year. Um, I mean. I don't know why I'm saying he's thirty two now. Be thirty three next year. That's just like basic basic maths. Um, but yeah, Canate it's a bit of a weird one, I think, because he's not injured. And I, I thought especially, I thought certainty he was coming in back in for City. I, w- I was convinced because of the the whole Doku thing and him being one of the best in the world at like containing fast wingers. I mean, you only got to look at when we played Madrid and Vinicius Junior. He's been absolutely tremendous against players like that. So, but I guess it's a compliment again that John Matter stepped up to the plate and and be- become the Joel of old and going on an adventure and being defensively strong and having rants at the referee and all those mad stuff that we love um but it's a, it's a bit of a i mean it's not it's not it's not a bad thing it's a, it's a good thing to have all these options but i feel like it's a i'm i'm surprised that matip's winning that at, the, at this stage but I, I, like i said that's probably because matip's performing so well no, spot on, spot on. I, I, I'd have gone with Canate too against City for as well, especially we think with Trent inverting. There was this whole thing about, you know, you need Canate's speed because he's effectively doing two roles at once when he's covering for Trent when we're in possession. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think, tell you what, Neil Jones actually put it best because um, he, he, he was sort of saying that, yeah, you could make the negative decision almost to play Canate and utilise his speed. And he's certainly, I think, overall the stronger defender and potential-wise, he will be a better defender. That's absolutely no disrespect to Matip. But you, then you have to also think about what does, what do you want to do when you have possession of the ball? And you know, Matip 
he's run, you know, he's run certainly against City from deep. They almost didn't know what to do, how to deal with it, did they? It is you, you can't undervalue that sort of trait and what that what that offers you sort of going forward. Um, so I think then it just comes down to merit, and, and we know this is a meritocracy. Cop runs a meritocracy. So on that basis, you, you kind of go well. Even Canate sort of back and fit. Are you going to take out of a player who's, who's you know, pretty well embedded in this back line? He's been performing well. He's just produced, you know, arguably the strongest performance of the season against Manchester City. Sure, of course, you know, take him out for the cup games. No problem with that. You're resting a few. But I'd be very, very, very surprised if he's not back in the first 11 come Fulham, Sheffield United, Palace. Again, dependent on injuries, dependent on how his fitness is and all that, all that jazz. Um, so I, I, I'm. I'm not surprised he's been kept in. And I think as long as he's, he can keep up these performances, then, you know, power to him. Keep going. Yeah, I think, it, of course, it comes into it, like the, the whole, like, Canate's injury record and stuff, I guess, where he, he's, Klopp's been quite public in the past about him going to France and playing full 90s oh. and whatever else. And yeah. you just, like, why? Well, especially, and I guess we're probably trying to, yeah, tailor his uh, involvement, which is a bit. It does concern me a little bit when there's a defender who's still quite young and you're having to do that. But I guess if it's for the good of him staying fitter for longer in seasons to come, when of course if he's alongside Virgil or whoever else, and maybe his his latter years and he's playing every game, like hopefully this is what we're prepping him for, and um, then it's for the best. But of course, I just I just love him though. I just and hopefully like, brilliant tomorrow <laughs> can be a. You can show just how good he is again, because yeah, he is he's just so good. Um so yeah, I think I think we're kind of unanimous there on, on team news because I think like Nunes, yeah, probably deserves a rest. Gakpo came off the bench. Diaz, yeah, obviously hasn't played as much as he normally would because of circumstances. Thankfully they're all resolved now. Um yeah, Doe can potentially come off the bench. But yeah, there's midfield options, like you said, Gravenberg came off the bench against City and Replaced a, a yeah a rusty Jones like you said um, yeah didn't perform anywhere near the level I expected them to because I expected them to start Jones but Gravenberg came on and the whole glide and pass Rodri for the for the goal oh. was just 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 beautiful and it's just beautiful the best holding midfielder on the planet as well yeah, you, just, you look just, at this a Liverpool player whose career is in its infancy and you, you've just, you've just done that. To, to the you know, if not the best holding midfielder on the planet, at least the best holding midfielder in the Premier League. <laughs> it's quite, it is absolutely special. The, the, the quality that we've got in this squad now, in particularly in midfield, is absolutely phenomenal. To be fair, we also have to we have to credit Gakpo as well because it's, it's his driving run, um, you know, across the box that creates a space for Trent's goal as well. So you, again, came on for seventeen minutes, played a pivotal role uh, in in the goal. So we, it, this is what we're saying when we talk about players like. Simakas and Gomez and everyone, everyone knows the score and everyone is contributing. Yeah, massively. So yeah, it's again. I'm like, a, it's it's mad because when you start the season and you're looking at the fixtures and whatever, and you're like, oh, we've got I don't know two lose away, and then you've got last home. You're not looking at them going, I'm excited by them games because you're like, <laughs> I want to be in the Champions League. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But I think we 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 discussed it on the last show that you're on where you're like, it's a good. It's a good thing in a weird way because you're getting to see these players from maybe the start of games. Maybe not in this one because of the previous game, but I guess in more of the games going on, you'll see the, the more more of Jarrell Quanta than you would have if you were in the Champions League. You see more of Ben Doke in in this competition than you would do if you're in the Champions League. So it's a good opportunity to kind of get blood them in and get them the minutes that they need, ready for 
next season onwards where we're hopefully back in the Champions League and, and moving forward. Um, comes to the best part of the show, lads. Score prediction. No one, no one cares, but I do. We do it every time anyway. <laughs> oh man. Um... I do. Oh, this is a hard one, isn't it? I do reckon like a three-one, as well. I think we'll score first this time. I don't. I don't think it will be like a mad. I mean, there might still be a mad last goal. That that was it. That Flecker was it. Flecken, Flecken, yeah. their scorer last time. Yeah, I, I think we'll score first. But yeah, it was unbelievable. <laughs> you can't do much with those. Um, but uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we'll score first. But I think they'll get they'll get one in. I think. What about you? Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. If we win, we go on 12 points. Um, to lose, of course, play USG. So if they win, they stay two points behind us. So, I mean, yeah, it's, again, I don't, does does that qualify us if we win tomorrow? I, I haven't I done think, my maths on this, but we probably, I think, yeah, yeah, I think we, quali- we qualify at least. I think ideally we want USG to get something, if they get something out of that game, we automatically top the we group. Would, yeah. And then we can, just, you know, play an absolute piss take of the team against uh, USG when we, I think we have to go over to Belgium, don't we? So, um, yeah, so ideally we want to see USG get a result there and then we can kind of be a bit more sort of, not lax, but, you know, a bit <laughs> a bit less anxious about that. I'm literally just trying to find the fixture list now because I'm trying to see where the USG game falls. Yeah, falls just before United. So you think in that period of a week between playing at Palace and then hosting United, be nice if you could play a, a bit of a weaker team against the Union, couldn't you? And then and then rest some legs. And I mean, you never know really because obviously momentum being such a big thing for Klopp, he might he might just still go ahead anyway and, and feature a few of the big guns. But it'd be nice. It'd be, it'd be a relax. It'd be a relief. It was. Well, let's just hope for a, a, a Kevin McAllister goal. Um, yeah, yeah, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. So we'll we'll leave it there. Farrell, thanks very much for. Um, for jumping on, I always appreciate it. But before we before we do go, I just want to give a shout out to one of our partners, Jack Design. So if you, of course, didn't want to mention the the, the c word Christmas, but it is the 29th of November. So of course, it is getting closer. If you are in the market for some Christmas stuff, and even if you're not in the market for Christmas stuff, birthday stuff, whatever you're after, get yourself over to jackdesign.uk forward slash shop. Loads of stuff on there: calendars, t-shirts, mugs. There's loads of new Klopp stuff. Which, if you're not following on Twitter, then you should be because there's so many good, good um, Adidas Klopp stuff. We've got our own one coming out with them soon. Bit of an exclusive there for you. It's going to be like a Klopp copite type um, amalgamation. Lovely stuff, which will be coming out. Um, I don't know when, but soon. So that's that's exciting. But if you find some lovely stuff on there, you want to add it to your basket. You want to buy it. You want to get it all done. You will get ten percent off. So if you enter the code copite ten on your checkout, you'll automatically. Get a nice little 10% off and then off you go. Um, yeah, jackdesign.uk forward slash shop. If you if you don't remember that, just go over to our link tree. It's on there. Just click on it. And then, yeah, there's, it's pretty it's pretty easy to go through it all. Um, but, yeah, thanks, Farrell. We will leave it there. Thanks again for jumping on. And congrats, congrats again on the award. Lovely stuff. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah. Appreciate you jumping on, lad. No, pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah, nice one. Um, and, yeah, of course, thanks to you guys for listening. Um, we'll see you all very soon. Up the Reds. I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Cop Eye Podcast.
Sports Social Podcast Network.